Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Nightmare Magazine Story Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Kincaid. Nightmare Magazine is edited by John Joseph Adams and Wendy Wagner. The stories of this podcast are produced by Skyboat Media, directed by Stefan Rudnicki and Gabrielle Ducure, in association with Jim Freund. Our next offering for the September issue is True Crime by M. Rickard. The story is read for you by Stefan Rudnicki. True Crime is copyright 2018 by M. Rickard. M. Rickard has published three short story collections, Map of Dreams, Holiday, and You Have Never Been Here. Her stories have been collected in numerous anthologies, including American Fantastic Tales, Library of America, The Big Book of Ghost Stories, Vintage, Nightmares, A New Decade of Modern Horror, Tachyon, and Shadows and Tall Trees 7, Undertow Publications. She is the winner of the Crawford Award, World Fantasy Award, and Shirley Jackson Award. Her first novel, The Memory Garden, won the Locus Award. Before earning her MFA from Vermont College of Fine Arts, she worked as a kindergarten teacher, coffee shop barista, Disneyland balloon vendor, and personnel assistant in Sequoia National Park. She currently lives in Wisconsin, where she's working on a new novel and teaching yoga. Her story, The Shooter, will be published in 2019 in Echoes, the saga anthology of ghost stories. Find her online at www.mrickert.net. And so ends this week's intro. So, without further ado, let's have a nightmare. True Crime by M. Rickert He cut off her arms and threw them on the side of the road. They wanted a boy. Her uncle taught her how to play the game. The last time anyone saw her, she was dancing. She was drunk. She was flirting with everyone. She was wearing a short skirt. She had a lot of eyeliner on. She got into the car, which anyone knows is a stupid thing to do. She was stupid. Actually, she was very intelligent, but had no common sense. It wasn't her fault. But what was she thinking? He pulled over to ask if she had seen his dog. She skipped down the sidewalk because she had just learned how to do so. The first time he hit her, he apologized and vowed never to do it again. He did it again. She had a crook in her nose where he broke it. She learned what brand of makeup covers bruises. Nobody guessed the trouble she was in. A lot of people knew she was in trouble, but a person who doesn't want to be helped can't be. They dated for six months before he murdered her. She was very popular. 
No one can remember her name. She was asleep in her bedroom, which was a diorama of her life, from the pile of stuffed animals in the corner, to the cheerleading ribbons, to the college applications splayed on her desk. He snuck in through the window. A pillow can muffle screams and gunshots. She was strangled. She met him at a bar. Her friends begged her not to leave with him. She laughed. When she danced, she raised her arms overhead, her fingers apart, her hands catching the light. She spun in an ever-widening circle. She hoped there was a way out. She tried to remember everything she'd been taught about self-defense. She remembered all of it. She blamed herself. She cried. Her father told her he felt terrible. Her father told her it was a secret. He told her it was all her fault. She hiked alone. She married him. She told him she knew what he had done. She was waiting for the school bus. She didn't run fast enough. She wore dark lipstick. When she opened her mouth to scream, she threw up instead. She wasn't paying attention. She was daydreaming. Her mother told her she could not go on spring break, but she went anyway. She met her best friend for a walk. They fought until the very end. She couldn't believe it was happening to her. If she hadn't been wearing heels, she might have gotten away. He locked her in a room, but sometimes let her out. Why didn't she escape? She simply disappeared. No one is even sure she is dead. She was home alone studying when they broke in. She jumped from the car. It was in broad daylight. When she screamed, he shot her. He used a knife. He was a stranger. She recognized his voice. He was a cop. He was a priest. He was her professor, her husband, her father, her lover, her boyfriend, her ex. He was the high school star football player. He said he just needed to see her one last time. She went. She didn't go. She was five years old. She was only 17. She was in college. She was excited about her first apartment. She was a newlywed, an empty nester, never married, a grandmother. She was beautiful. She was plain. She had a bright future, an impressive career. Her whole life was a mess. She took drugs. She never took drugs, not even caffeine. That's what her mother thought. But they found a Keurig in her kitchen. Was it a clue? Her Facebook page was mostly kittens. She didn't have a Facebook page, which was strange. Her Facebook page was full of politics, and her opinions made her less appealing. How could she believe the things she did? She had a crack in her voice that was annoying. Actually, she was a crappy friend. She stole boyfriends and forgot birthdays. She rode her bicycle to the store to get napkins for the party. They never found her. She used to sing in her sleep. He thought she was older. He thought she was younger. He thought no one was watching. She thought maybe she'd become a private investigator, so when he showed up, she used her smartphone to stealth take a picture of him. She died anyway. She stands by the side of her parents' bed watching them sleep. She is a ghost. She runs over the same hill every night, and she doesn't know why she is there. She's afraid. She's making a plan. He ties her wrists. He ties her ankles. She left the window open because it was a hot night. She came home, and he was there. He was her first kiss. Once, she thought she loved him. She suspected he had moved on to her little sisters. She hoped she was wrong.
She was frozen, alive. She was broken like a doll. She was a doll. She was a bitch. She was crazy. She was timid. She was born to parents that loved her so much. She cried a lot. She never made a sound. She tried to do the right thing. She deserved it. She never for one moment believed it was her fault, but she was sorry. She prayed. She cursed. She asked why. She never even had time to speak. She woke up, and he was there. She turned, and he was there. He came out of nowhere. She raised her arms to the sky, her fingers splayed. She turned her face to the stars. She was spinning in the light, and everyone stopped to watch her. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the story. Please consider making a stop at our website at nightmare-magazine.com. If you'd like to help spread the word about the Nightmare Magazine podcast, go to iTunes, find the Nightmare Magazine podcast, and leave a review or rating there. Nightmare Magazine is published by John Joseph Adams. If you haven't already subscribed, check out our many options at nightmare-magazine.com slash subscribe. The stories of this podcast are produced by Skyboat Media, the most respected independent audio production team on the West Coast. They are headed by the Audi and Grammy Award-winning narrators Stefan Rudnicki and Gabrielle DeCure. You can check out Skyboat Media's website at skyboatmedia.com. Post-production is in association with Jim Freund. Music and sound logos are composed and performed by yours truly, Jack Kincaid. There's other ways you can be notified of new Nightmare Magazine content. You can subscribe to our free monthly newsletter RSS feed, follow us on Twitter, or like our Facebook page. If you visit nightmare-magazine.com and click on this month's editorial, You'll find links to all of our social media pages. This podcast is copyright 2017 by Nightmare Magazine. Thanks for joining us. Sleep tight. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.